I mean, it's the best podcast you'll ever be on, but probably... <laughs> is it the least professional? Are we unprofessional? No, I feel like I've been on less professional. I mean, certainly the environment is professional. Yeah. Well, this is the content tower. Contentsville. Right. Yeah. We're both employees here. We are. And we're professionals. We are professionals. This is episode 43 of Corporate Lunch, and I'm, I'm here with Nomi Fry. I'm thrilled to be here. Nomi Fry. Yes. That's how you say it, right? That is how I say it. Is I your know. name commonly mispronounced? Yes, it is. What do people typically say? People say Naomi or Naomi, and I don't blame them because I do spell my name with an A, N-A-O-M-I, but um, I... Because I'm from Israel originally, mm -hmm. and the name is most commonly pronounced Nomi there, even yeah. though it is the biblical name. Got uh, it. So it's, you know, probably when I, like, moved to the States, maybe I should have just, like, spelled it different. I don't know. I, I just... Or, like, drop the A so yeah, it would be Yeah, or apparent. something, just so it would be... Yeah, because it is very confusing, and I understand yeah. when people, especially with people, like know me online or like have read my writing and then, then they, they know, meet yeah. me in person and they're like Naomi or Naomi or whatever and then I, I can't um I can't blame them. Right. I mean a lot of people do. And then I and then there's the awkward moment where I have to say, um, just so you know, and it's not your fault <laughs> because I do spell it with an A, but I pronounce it Nomi because I'm from Israel and that's how they pronounce it in Israel. And and then it just goes into this whole like thing. I'm a, I'm a, as a common mispronouncer, I mispronounce everything, things all the time. I like what? Names constantly and mm -hmm. um, all kinds of words. And I think I would always say, well, you know, it just means that you read a lot. Because then you, That's true. you read the or words you're online and you, you don't say them. Yeah, I'm online yeah. way too much. And when you don't have to talk about this because it's personal, but when did you move to the U.S.? I moved as an adult. I moved in 2002 to mm. go to grad school. Um, and but as a child and a teen, I lived in the states off and on with my parents, just because my dad worked here. But um, yeah, but on my own, as it were, like without my my parents as an adult I guess it's been now 16 years but it's been sort of a little bit of both your whole life yeah mm -hmm. although mostly Israel until I was like uh yeah like in my mid-20s I um you work for the New Yorker I do you're a correspondent of sorts what uh yeah I'm a, I guess my title is staff writer yeah mm -hmm. we're not big on titles here right yeah it's, it's pretty casual I don't know what my title is yeah um podcast what is your, host. Ti what is your title <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm senior editor. Ooh. A senior editor. Oh. Of GQ and GQ Style. Both. But today I'm a corporate lunch. Right. Co-CEO. Right, right. Oh, Will's out of town. That's why. That's not why Nomi's here, but... It's why I'm here. It's um, the way things have transpired is such that Will is out of town and Nomi's here instead. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I'm um, also the new editor-in-chief of GQ. That's right. That's right. He's like, he left town, so now, I mean, it's just, that's just the way it works. Whoever sits in this seat across from me right. is the editor-in-chief of GQ. Right. And then um, I feel like... Mayor on the next cover. <laughs> All right, done. <laughs> Book it. Sam, get to work. Is Sam writing it? Uh, no, I'm writing it. Oh. Well, typically, the ed I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but... Um, Sam Nomi was disappointed that Sam um, isn't on the podcast like, right directly. i mean i just think sam has a lot to contribute he does and we yeah. let him do that just not live on a microphone right <laughs> sam has a f voice for um twitter he has a voice for twitter right um but uh 
what I really was going to say or want to talk about is um, other, not anything other than Sam Hine. Okay. People talk about Sam Hine a lot. Yes. For obvious reasons. Yes. And it, I get, I'm like, I get a little jealous. Right, because he gets Sam a lot is of the next. Attention. I mean, he's the next generation. Let's face it. I know, and I'm washed. And and you and I, Noah, are the old generation, yeah, the older trouble. generation. And Sam is the future. He has like the you know the sort of like uh, non-binary haircut mm-hmm. and non-binary lifestyle, really. Non-binary lifestyle. He has been photographed by Ryan McKinley mm-hmm. naked. Naked. I mean, it's all there. And uh, yeah, we're jealous. <laughs> Let's face it. <laughs> I feel like your big break was when you wrote about wearing Supreme for the New York Times. Yes. I was just thinking about it when I was Did when you I know was that walking. was going to come up or is it like... You mean in this, in the pod? Yeah. Um, no, I was just thinking about my journey with streetwear and, <laughs> and how this, how long I can keep sort of treading water... In you know, in the choppy waves of the streetwear community, and like how it all started, and then I was thinking back as I was like trudging to the subway, and I was like, oh yeah, it was actually. I mean, I knew this, but I was sort of like thinking to myself, right? It was like about two years ago, I guess, or yeah, it was about no, like two and a half years ago, maybe. And I I had just turned forty, and my uh friend Jim Wendolf who is was at the time an editor at Styles uh was like you know we started talking and he was like why don't you write about this like about like mm-hmm. a, you're a mom and you're like you just turned 40 and you should write about like how you like bought a supreme vest or something uh-huh. And I was like, okay, I was thinking about it. Is this a good idea? Whatever. And then, and you then didn't I ended- buy the vest like to write a piece. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just, you know, it was something. I think what happened is it was something I was tweeting about, yeah. as is my, you know, as is my way. And then it's one of your areas of concern. It's yeah, like a t- it's a topic. It's in right. your wheelhouse. Yeah, it is the wheelhouse. And then uh, Jim was like, I think there might be a story there. Yeah. And I was like, really, you think, whatever. And then, and then, yeah. And then I just ended up writing it, and it was kind of. Uh, um, it made you famous. It, well, I don't know. Fa- in a very niche. Did James Jebbia like write you a thank you? He did. <laughs> no, no. Send you a box. No, he didn't. No, I wish. Although at the time I was working for the Times, so probably I would have had to like no gifts. be like no gifts, yeah. right? Um, no, he didn't. In fact, no one has. To the this day, no one has reached out from Supreme. So well, um, here she is, guys. You know how to find her, um, James and and yeah. the gang over there. James um, and the gang, friends of the pod. They all listen. Yeah. Um, one thing I like about that piece and your whole attitude in general is that I you, like you're not cynical. Like I read, I reread that piece this morning, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is such a. I mean, it's real, and it felt very accurate, but also like didn't take the easy road of just kind of like bagging on um, Supreme and the culture around it for the things that annoy people, like the lines they attract, and like right. the type of like sometimes annoying kids that like are often wearing the brand, and like all that stuff, which you kind of like doesn't seem to really bother you, or isn't really what you care about when you think about. Um, no, I mean, I th- I guess phenomenon. I was thinking, you know, I was thinking more about. When I was thinking about that piece today, I was, I was like, 
you know, reflecting on what was interesting to me about it. And I guess for me personally, it was just, I mean, obviously it's a question of kind of an intergenerational, like somewhat inappropriate interest in mm-hmm. like youth culture at an age where I'm like not supposed to, you know, I have a child, mm-hmm. I'm like past 40. It's not supposed to be interesting anymore, like to me. And it's not interesting in the same way, obviously. Like I've been through stuff that kids, you know, like a 21-year-old kid who's like, you know, like whatever, like a hype beast or something (laughs) hasn't been through and I have different concerns. Like I'm worried (laughs) about my, what's middle school my daughter is going to go to at some point and, you know, stuff like that and or whatever, just like my job and my like Real health life. insurance, you know, but adult stuff, adult stuff. Um, but there's still like a sp- spirit there that I guess is interesting for me to explore. And so for me, thinking about Supreme is just uh, as is, yeah, not so much like critiquing it. Although, of course, there's plenty to critique and right. like laugh at. And it's yeah. like, a st- you know, in some ways, a stupid like preoccupation, yeah. quote unquote, like stupid but in other ways like I still find that fashion is very important to me or like thinking about it even not even so much like pursuing it myself but as a sort of cultural right thing like what it means well you do similar things with pop culture like your relationship with Spencer Pratt right um, various um, characters and corners of the pop culture world that are um, that you sort of incorporate in ways to like juxtapose yourself with or like blend blend into yourself. Yeah. And that in itself becomes like its own, that's like your project a little bit. Right. Yeah. A little bit. And I was, I was talking to, you know, I recently did this like interview with this website, the carrot that came out. I mean, I actually, I mean, it was something that I kind of did like a year ago or not the interview. I did the photos a year ago and then they sort of, they disappeared a little and then they came back and I did the interview and then it just came out last week And I was, they asked me like, what's interesting to me on Instagram? And I was like, one of the things that I'm really into is like, you know, these sort of like young performative, performatively slutty, like art girls, uh, which I'm always interested in like following and sort Uh of am fascinated with their lives Uh, or like aspiring actresses, but sort of of like, can we name some handles? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, well, I don't I mean, some of these people like, you know, this woman, Dasha yeah. Nekrasova, who's like now I, I'm f- actually friends with, you yeah. know, she's very intelligent and funny. Yeah. It's not like I'm not saying it like slutty as a bad, th- you know, just yeah. like it's a perf- it's almost like a performative project. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time. So just for instance, but there's like a lot of different, you know, people I don't even know, you know, like yeah. I uh or exactly know who they are or what they do in life because it's all very obscure sometimes you know yeah. it's like these just these girls and maybe they're like living upstate and right. they're like not doing anything you know and they're maybe addicted to like Xanax or something but mm-hmm. there's somehow you know just like I mean it's probably not that glamorous which is actually part of what's interesting about right. it but I so I th- there's like a weird thing where in some ways I guess I have a problem with this project, <laughs> you know? I mean, obviously my life is different and I, yeah. like, I, I would like to think that, like, uh, you know, the project of womanhood is like, I don't know if womanhood is a project, but you know, I mean, it's it's multifaceted, yeah. you know? It's like, sure. but 
And so, and so, you know, I don't know how, like, quote unquote, like, good it is for the culture in some ways, but in other ways, I think it's super interesting, and I'm attracted to it. And I feel the same way about, like, you know, someone like Spencer or, yeah. or like Supreme Kids or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's things that I'm like, is this really like ideologically? Am I really like uh, t- completely on board right. with what these people yeah. are doing? Yeah. No, not totally. But there's a spark there, something that's interesting yeah. to me, and that I often befriend. I'm not, not to say that I'm like, I'm not patronizing at all towards yeah. whatever these people are doing. It's just, I, I have a complicated relationship with it. And I think partly it's, it has to do with my own, whatever insecurities or like th- things I think I'm missing in my life that I'm sort of like overcompensate with and with these like yeah. preoccupations. It's interesting that you frame it that way, that there's this like cohesion with with like these areas you'll you'll bounce to and from because if mm-hmm. you like on Twitter like following your like trains of thoughts or like the areas you'll go to and from mm-hmm. there's a there's like a there's like a similar flavor to them or there's like a similar way that you're incorporating them but you said we we started and you were talking about how long you'll con- continue to tread water <laughs> in the streetwear world <laughs> let's unpack that yeah what where are you at currently with it? Because these things change like really rapidly. I know, and I don't really follow it that. I mean, I you know, I sort of like I on Twitter, I follow you know, I follow you guys, and I like read some of the stuff you cover, yeah. and like I'm friends with Chris Black, who's like you know, sort of into you know, yeah. I just gap it, model Chris Black, gap model <laughs> Chris Black. Yeah, it's a classic, uh, a classic spring fit or whatever it is. I I forget the <laughs> what, what, but, um, but I just mean so I. I'm kind of I keep abreast of like yeah. you know the general developments, uh, but I'm not like totally into the minutia of like every drop at all. Like I have no idea. Yeah, you know? that's not interesting, right? But um, then there becomes like good overlap because like one of also friend of the pod and one of our um, shared areas of interest, Justin Bieber, who love then Bieber. becomes yeah. um, like he's his. his He's most notable for his style lately, partly because he hasn't. He's put out some new music, I guess, but he doesn't really talk right. or do much else. He just mm-hmm. gets his picture taken. Well, he got married. That's right. Yeah, but it's yeah. But that too <laughs> was right. That doesn't have to do with his music, I guess. You're right. So. I was actually have to um, apologize because we talked about last week the um, the the burrito thing, mm-hmm. which was fake. A hoax. A hoax. That's stupid. So my friend Zach actually said something interesting about that. So. The burrito thing was fake, and then he was like, uh, uh, you guys probably remember that a couple weeks before that, Bieber was photographed allegedly doing, a, doing bomb a bomb yeah. on the street, right? Uh, was that fake? No, you could see his no. face. Yeah. I mean, you could see it. But so my friend Zach was like, okay, I think the burrito thing, in the manner of like fake news, yeah, it was, I mean, not, this is kind of like, Generally speaking, not that it was directly said, but it basically, he was like, I think this is totally alleged, right? This is just a theory. But um, he was like, I think that uh, the people who planned the hoax had Bieber in on it. Like Bieber was involved in the hoax, like he knew huh. about it behind the scenes. As a I little mean. bit of like a rehabilitation or a. Yeah, like or a, a little bit of like. Do you trust what you, what do you trust? Like when you see me. Oh, oh, I see. Like on the street, you know, being papped and I'm doing something. Don't assume like. Don't assume this is like totally real or maybe it's like doctored. I mean, obviously you could see his face in the Coke picture. Yeah. But like Zach's thing was like, it was done 
with Bieber's participation to sow doubt to sow doubt yeah. on the Coke picture. Right. Right. Which if was he can an get people to theory. question if he can get you to start right. to question what right. you see on Splash News, then maybe you'll yeah. Um, right, which that's is like, sound. which is like, a little bit Trumpian, I guess. If this is true, it's probably not true. But I mean, as a theory, it's interesting because then it's like, what do we really trust? You know, we see these yeah. pictures of celebrities, you know, seemingly doing something. Yeah, but then it's like fake news. I don't know. It's interesting. But anyway, the burrito. It was sort of genius though, because there was. It was believable that he would do mm-hmm. that somehow. I guess it's not. <laughs> I don't know. We were like well, last week. Will and I on on corporate lunch episode forty two, where I, I was um, celebrating the genius and the like. You know his his <laughs> out of the box thinking <laughs> and like his ability to resist convention and in all things. And then he shaved his head and now and I know that, that, I don't like that. I the picture that came out yesterday, I think, or a couple of days ago where Haley is wearing that big boxy sort of 80s Kim Basinger like yeah. uh blazer. Right. And he's like it's made Is that look... in the Christ vans? Yes, in yeah. the Christ vans. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it made him look it took him back. Yeah. It took Did. him back. To like, I want to say almost like the YouTube days. Like, it looked, he <laughs> like looked, him in his bedroom with a guitar. Well, just like twelve. He looked really. It made him look much younger. Yeah, probably and like, his age. Right, but like <clears throat> his head was much smaller looking. Smaller than you think. Yeah. Smaller than you think. <laughs> I mean, he was wearing, I think, a hat over it, like a wool hat. There's another picture though without the hat on where I thought the same thing. I was like, wow, Beaver's got a tiny head. It's probably like a what's his new era size? It's probably like a seven. That's small. Um, Bieber also... Um, but I love Bieber and I love his look overall. Yeah. I think it's great. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it's really, the last year has been incredible. Um, Bieber even more, even longer. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for him to like, yeah. I feel like he's been doing this thing where he's both laying low, but also you see him constantly. I like as a person in the media obviously we are interested and I'm just like when is he going to like give an interview or when is something going to happen? Yeah. Like the next big event for him. But um Bieber uh skateboarder? Yes. I'm a skateboarder. Yes. You're an as- aspiring skateboarder? Uh I mean, you this know comes the thing up, is, you tease it, you like to I t- sort of I, well, like Well, I yeah, I mean I I my husband is a little tired of this bit I because I've said to him you know how you see skateboarders on the street and they're like you know about our age and you're like is it too late like is Mm -hmm. it is this too is this something one needs to stop when one's like 23 or something or but but then I thought you know what no no it doesn't need to stop it's (laughs) fine and it looks okay you know if the if the look is good, I think it's fine. And yeah, it depends on how the pants fit. Exactly the pants and like, but but the thing is with me, I'm just not the most agile and coordinated person. Uh-huh. So I just think not uh, not even on the level of like I'm too old. I just think even were I like 22, I don't know if I would be the person. Well, but this is how you would become more agile and oh, coordinated. You, so, oh, so you think it actually yeah, you enhance those skills huh so maybe it's not too late 
you know? Maybe Skateboarding it's, is funny because it's a young sport, right? It, or yeah. like activity. It hasn't been right. around for very long. Yeah. And then like... So the we're making is, up the rules as we go along. Exactly. Noah. And there's yeah. no like... There's no like elder generation of you know like right. Well, there is. I mean, somewhat. Like at this point, they're like what in their forties, fifties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's like new. The yeah, fact sure, that having sure. having like forty year old street skaters is really new. Yeah, and they're everywhere. Like they're yeah. in. I mean, I'm out there skating all the time, and there's lots of guys where my you, age where and do older. You go? Just all over the city, skate parks. There's skate parks everywhere. Last night we skated at um, in like downtown Brooklyn at a skate park. And is it like? Do you have a crew? Yeah. And Definitely. and like and you like you're like okay, we'll meet you at I'll see you at like a certain time and place. Yeah, we all have like normal day jobs and like during the day it's the text chain like who's skating tonight because it was nice last night and there's like some lights at this park. Uh and what what do the up. other people do? Like what kind of jobs do they have? Um all types of stuff, like regular, anything from just like regular office stuff and like a finance job to mm-hmm. like some sort of media people to some like more art people that have like job, like photo editors and like. Right. And are they all sort of like street wary or are they like sort of square? I mean, everyone dresses like a skater, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like Dickies in a beanie and a T-shirt. And, like when they mm-hmm. skate. Yeah. Right. And then it's pretty much the their their like fits aren't really changing that much when they're not skating. Do they do do you do tricks? Definitely. Okay. Uh like like a kickflip. Kickflip. Kick maybe flip. like a grind. <laughs> you should uh do you know my friend Willie Staley? Yeah. Who is also a yeah, skater? Shout out Skate Twitter. Yeah. Skate Twitter's a real thing. Those are all adults on Skate Twitter, I think. Yeah. Actually Willie's like thirty four, I think thirty three. Yeah, he's sorry got a, if I'm. He's got a job. Off. Yeah. Um, I the the adult skate thing is really funny because it comes up and a lot of times like on Twitter because no one would say it to my face. People will say things like, "Oh, I saw this like dude in his 30s on a skateboard." Like it's just this preposterous thing. But right. you have to be like, I don't know. I started skating in the early 90s. Yeah. And I why I didn't stop. Yeah. Like if if you grew up playing basketball, you sure. probably still play in like an adult pickup league. Like sure. my friends, I have friends in their forties who play in hockey leagues. You know, like yeah. I don't know. That's such a weird thing that one would stop, but most people do stop probably because they suck and they're losers and they weren't good, so they quit. You it know was what? Too hard. I think people are just jealous. Super jealous is what I think. I can literally fly. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um, that yeah. Well, so that's the thing. So you should. Um, so what what would you suggest? Skating. Like how You just gotta get a board and start rolling. So like push in around, a park? Take some slams, probably. Or like in a I would go to like a tennis parking lot. Like a tennis court. <laughs> parking lots can be rough. Like tennis court, somewhere where the ground is more like painted and like kind of has like a polished smoothness to it. Okay. Maybe it could be one of those like horrible things where like I force my daughter to like learn with me. I was like, just going to say, does me. your daughter skate? No, she doesn't. Is she interested in it? I mean, I could see her. She hasn't brought it up, but I could see her like, I just, I just don't want it to be one of those like horrible Brooklyn things where I like, I'm like, you have to skate, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, you I mean, like, out. I'm like making her imposing my own lost dreams. Yeah, well, she on has my, to like, like, she's part of your aesthetic world. So theoretically. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to force it on her, you know? But maybe. Yeah, maybe I don't know. It's a thought. It's you just a thought. get a skateboard. Yes. Just like put it in the hall and leave it. Don't say anything about it. 
Oh. And then would she be, I'll give you a skateboard for this. And then like, don't you think one day she'd be like, oh, what's this? And you'd be like, oh, that? Um, I don't, I don't know. Do, do kids need like special skateboards? Uh, they make kind of smaller ones, yeah. Okay. But girls skating is a, um, like a movement. Right. There's all Which of is the like, crews. sounds crazy. I mean, girls have always skated yeah. a little bit, but there's way, like there's more professional women skateboarding, which is really sick. And there's yeah. like more videos and you can go on Thrasher and see more women skating. Mm-hmm. And they're like really, ra- there's like momentum behind it and it's like generating energy. Right, right, right. So now's the time for both you and your daughter to start skating. Okay, so maybe it's a time. Maybe it's a time. Maybe it's a... The thing is I'm really battling. I'm up against a lot here in terms of like self-image, actual Mm. aptitude, Mm. and uh, a legacy of a very non-athletic family. Yeah, well... And, uh, you know, just heritage. Yeah. So, you know, it's (laughs) a a lot. It's a lot. So, So I have to sort of figure things out yeah but you know things can change like we're always growing right mm-hmm. and changing so i think it's not impossible that definitely not. i would learn to skate i would encourage it people ask me a lot about learning to skate really adult like, men ask me yeah really yeah and what do you say just do it no i say don't <laughs> really like don't bother like go to the gym like get on the treadmill like put on some um you know like little Uzi Vert right. and run until like you want to pass out and okay. just do that. That's, okay. that's what you do with your energy. Don't skate. You're going to okay. get hurt. Is it, so is it very, like, <clears throat> do you. Burn- I just don't need any more like, like older dudes at the skate park, like right. being idiots and getting in my way. Right. But like women and younger women, I think we need more of. So that's good, positive. Okay. And I encourage it. And in the skate park, are there a lot of like younger people as well when you and your crew skate? Kind of, but kids um, like is yeah, it sometimes often. like there's a lot fifteen year olds yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, what's the relationship between you and that, or, or like kind of the, the um, vibe? They'll often like look at me and my friends because we're so old, and they'll think we're like cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was going to say, like, really cool. Like, oh, sometimes, oh. like, little kids will think that we're, like, pros. Oh, right. So but you're we're definitely like... not. Like, I'm definitely right. not a professional mm-hmm. skateboarder. But you'll get, like, this, like, crazy, like, amount of respect. And meanwhile, they're, like, much better skaters. Right. I like to find little kids and then play them in skate and hopefully beat them. Yeah. And humiliate them. Right. But often they beat me. It rarely happens. Right. Um, But... You know, skateboarding is all about style. That's like my whole thing. Yes. Um, and I feel like you've already like got a lot of that. You're kind of ready. Right. So I'm ready on that level. Yeah. So that's yeah. like really like you're really close. Okay. So now it's just like the actual skill of skateboarding. What was the last thing you bought um, to wear? Let's see. What was the last thing? Uh, oh, uh, my new Stussy sweater that I got on Grailed. Oh. Grailed. I wore it yesterday. Stussy yeah. on Grailed. Yes. That's interesting. Yes. It was because... Were you looking for this piece and found no. it on Grailed or you just browsing Grailed? I was and you browsing Grailed. As How often does. do you browse Grailed? I, every once in a while. I haven't bought a lot of stuff on it. I, like I a just, quick check like, daily or like maybe a quick check weekly? This is a really personal question. Um... I want to say every couple weeks, probably. Oh, that's not very frequent. No, no, no. It's just, okay. it's a, um, 
I was looking- Like you just get a little itch, like, I got to spend some- I need something new. I'm going to go look at Grail. Kind of, but I also look at other other places. I look on eBay. Mm -hmm. I look on- You know, I just- uh, But I also do it for like photography. Not that I really have money for it, but you know, I, I look on eBay for like, oh, is there like, you know- like uh, um, there was like a sale on the I think it ends today by the way on the Magnum website oh, where I saw that. the six by six hundred dollar hundred dollar prints yeah um, so you know stuff like so I like browse stuff like that yeah and then sometimes I pulled the trigger okay um, but with the, this particular sweater I went on Grail and I in the search tab I wrote mohair sweater. Oh, just on a, well, it's almost, it's like the weather's changing. Was it yeah, maybe a chilly I was day like, that I, day? I was like, uh, yeah, like maybe a fuzzy sweater for mm-hmm. fall. And then a variety of things came up. And one of the mm. things that came up was this Stussy sweater that has, it's like um, a z- sort of a zebra print, uh, like uh, purple and black. Mm-hmm. And uh, Did it say what year it was from? It's like from 2016, maybe, or 2017. Okay. It's pretty recent. Mm-hmm. And someone was selling it, and uh, it was like 90 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got it, mm-hmm. and I've worn it twice. Did you, did you um, do, was there a negotiation? Was there, there was. I made an offer. There was. There was, actually. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to. And with that, it's always weird because I'm like, I haven't done it that much, but I'm always like, it's a weird thing. You don't want to like bid too low. You yeah. don't want to like insult the person, but at the same time, you're like, you want to. You do want to feel like you've yeah. gained something. Save twenty bucks. It's twenty bucks. Right. Towards but the next grailed purchase. But it's like weird because um, I never know. I'm not a very good haggler. But I was just Sometimes like, yeah. It's just better to get the transaction done and not right. Um, exactly. Have you worn it yet? Yes, I've worn it twice. I wore it yesterday and I wore wow. it last week. So already, once. already paying for it. Yeah. So uh, I'm and and I've gotten a couple compliments on it. So you're feeling good about it. I'm feeling yeah. I'm feeling, I wish you wore it today so mm-hmm. I could compliment it. But I can already picture it and I think it's probably it was a good choice. Did you wear a Stussy when you were young? I didn't. No. You didn't have like. Um, you t- in the um, Supreme article, aforementioned Supreme article, you talk a little bit about the way you dressed and sort of like um, shaped yourself in your mind and yeah. with your clothes as a young person and how mm-hmm. that kind of like led you on your life's journey yeah. as a um, streetwear like acolyte. But mm-hmm. um, I would just think Stussy, because Stussy, we're of an age where Stussy has like had multiple lives yes, and like that's true. there was like a, but I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I remember Stussy. I didn't wear it. Um but I did wear. Did you have brand allegiances as a young person? I had some in Israel and well, slash in Israel, USA. Yeah, I did. I mean, I guess I feel like Israeli kids at the time when you were a kid probably had dope style. I mean, I think it was like, what was I? You know, I didn't have like. I mean, I was like middle class, but definitely my family didn't like it. I mean, they're like supportive, like wonderful people, but it wasn't like oh, the the main thing is, like, fashion. It was, like, way, (laughs) way in the back of, like, the priority list. So I had to kind of 
Just like steal from friends. That's what yeah, I used to do. Yeah, or just like I mean, it, it wasn't. It was almost considered. It was considered a little frivolous, maybe like in in my family to be I mean, interested. Is. No, it is, but it's like it was really considered like a dumb person thing, yeah. maybe. Or like even it not also is. <laughs> it also is. I mean, but also just not considered. But I, yeah. but I was. I think. I'm trying to think back when I was a teenager. I think it was int- It was like important to me to know stuff and to sort of be like cosmopolitan in a way that like because you know this was sort of like on the cusp of the internet. Yeah. So it was like all magazines and it was like really. Um, it was all about sort of like limited access, I guess, right. which yeah, is yeah, like yeah. it is an interesting thing to think about yeah. now. Um, now those sort of things are probably more kind of like artificially produced, you know, if a yeah. drop is limited or if, uh, you know, but but then it was literally like if right. someone went to America and brought back a magazine, that was the magazine you looked at. Right. And yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. there wasn't that much. It wasn't part of a strategy or something. Right. Like it wasn't deliberate. And so I guess I, what did I do in terms of brands? Well, I was very into, I was like, I subscribed to magazines. I subscribed to The Face. Mm -hmm. I subscribed to British Vogue. I loved British Vogue Mm -hmm. at the time. And I I think I also subscribed to American Vogue at some point. This is like in my late teens. Um, And, you know, all of these things are like totally etched in my mind because I would look, you know, because it was... This was our internet, right? You know, yeah, so yeah, you would pour over I would it just pour like, over yeah, it and like totally again, remember yeah. like images and like you know yeah. sentences. And in terms of what I wore, imagine that not just the reading a magazine, but reading a magazine multiple times. Oh my god! And then multiple so, times over the course of like weeks, even yeah. months. I would do that with so many times. Skate magazines. Mm. Now people maybe like pick it up, right? So it was a really different engagement with the written word and the, uh, you know, kind of. Did you always want to write? I think when I was a child, like until I hit puberty, probably like until I was like 11 or 12, I wrote and I thought I was really funny. And I wrote, you know whatever stuff for school if we had to write like a creative essay or something but also just for myself yeah like I would me and a friend would make magazines yeah this was all in Hebrew but like we would make like fake magazines that were like I mean we thought they were really funny and so I think I totally was like unselfconsciously writing yeah and um also sort of thinking pretty highly of myself and and feeling like <laughs> unselfconscious about it but then i think once i hit puberty you became aware of i like, started like hating myself yeah. in a variety of ways and then i was like oh no you know and i kind of stopped yeah um and then it because took it me felt, like 20 that, years to come back <laughs> really yeah not 20 but it yeah, it took it me didn't. a while um but it was there all along. I mean, I've just been hiding it. Or I guess so. It. Or I was suppressing it. I was embarrassed about it or I didn't I didn't think I had anything to say really. And then I guess I started I channeled it towards academic work. So yeah. I you know, did undergrad and then I went to grad school and I thought I would be an academic. So my writing was funneled towards you know, academic what did writing. What you study in grad school? English literature. But I never finished. Mm. Yeah. So I have a masters, but I no PhD. No PhD. Yeah. 
what is it called? Everything but um, ABD. Are you ABD? I'm ABD. I'm still ABD. That's yeah. pretty sick. Yeah, <laughs> ABD's like way cooler than having a PhD. Yeah, I mean it's it shows that you had something better to do, <laughs> <laughs> conceivably. What um, someone was just talking about other uh, media powerful media women who are ABD. I think Sally Singer is that. Sounds familiar. And, I feel like I might have uh, heard that. Uh, there was another, I think another Vogue editor. Uh, whatever, I'm not going to get I it mean, right. there's a number of people. Actually, the school, uh, I went to Johns Hopkins for my PhD, uncompleted PhD, and there are a couple of people um, in media who also went to Johns Hopkins and never finished, who really? are ABD. Yeah, like uh, A.O. Scott, Tony Scott from yeah. the Times is, I mean, it, the, people who were there before me, I don't know them yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from there. Um, That's funny though, just because it's sort of a, not random, but yeah, I don't know. It's not like, a school I would think of as like. Well, it's in English, it's but I don't know anything about English programs. Right. So. It's it's cons- it's like a good school. It's, it's like a, It's the best in the <laughs> world, the I'm sure. No, but it's like I mean, I don't know now because I don't keep up with that, but it's it was like definitely at the time like a top 10 yeah. program. Um, but I mean, I I don't yeah, again, I don't keep up with it. But it's a good school. It's like weirdly a good humanities like advanced humanities yeah, a, I believe a good it. school. I'm like, sorry I was discouraging about it. Oh no, no, that's now. that's fine. But anyway, yeah, so there's a couple of people like Tony Scott and um Larissa McFarker, I think. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't I don't know uh them from there but i think they they're both abd from hopkins um and now if you I'm, i might be wrong now you just flourish as a writer mm, thank you and i um yeah so i so i i did the academic thing it didn't take and then i just started <laughs> i guess i had to make the sort of detour through academia in order to like remember that I can write or something. Yeah. I don't know. It took a really long time though. It took like But it set you on a path years. in a way. Yeah, yeah. It definitely set me on a path. And it yeah. was very important to me, to my development, like my thinking and stuff. I don't regret it yeah. at all. Yeah, I don't. I feel the yeah. same way. People ask about like educational stuff and like right, what did you, you study? Do you have an, MF- an MFA? I do, yeah. I have an MFA. Is it was, did you do like nonfiction? Or? Fiction. Oh, fiction. Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know it was fiction. So it's did like. Did you like it? Yeah. I did. And but you I mean I have a c- conflicted relationship with it a little bit because yeah. of the nature of like th- what it costs and like how it all works and sure. like the system and the bureaucracy yeah. of the university but What years were you there? I don't remember. 2007 to ele- um no wait. Maybe 2009 to 11 or 7 to 9. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> I really don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere in there. Right. I think I always get it wrong. Yeah. I just would have to like look right. at the calendar. Right. Um, but people, yeah, it's a funny thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to like say like how worth it that was or whatever. But um, here we are now um, recording a podcast together to In the content academics. tower. Um, a beautiful view of downtown Manhattan from the window. The Let's talk about online ceramics for a second because sure. that's very much in our zone. You quoted Sam Hine in the piece you wrote for the I New did. Yorker. Yeah, about, Sam gave me a great quote. About hippie streetwear. Um, Sam coined the term shake down street supreme. Yes. That's pretty nice, I thought. He yes, really, that was a good um, quote. Contributed a lot to yeah. that piece. But um, that was one of those things where you really like put a flag in a moment that like everyone was talking about but hadn't quite like gotten like 
it felt like a thing that would be hard to capture somehow as it was going on, and then mm-hmm. you just went and did it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this is like, she just nailed it. Oh, thank you. Well, that's nice. I worked like the a idea lot of on it that being piece. the idea My of the editor really helped me. Shout, shout out, out Emily Stokes. Yeah. Um, just the idea of like the hippie streetwear thing, which I think is, it's very apparent now. Yeah. Um, and, and just the way all the th- sort of threads connect between that and like the Supreme kids and the, the role John Mayer plays in the whole thing, of course. And of just course. like, um, <laughs> some of the spirit of the whole thing and like what makes it cool, but also what makes it sort of authentic again, yeah. a totally non-cynical kind of take on yeah. it, which, um, no, I think those, I think, um, I think the online ceramics, uh, like um, Alex and Elijah, are, they really are kind of the real deal. Yeah. yeah. Did you take acid with them? I did not. Mm. No. But also, Elijah told me he doesn't. He doesn't do acid. Oh. Alex does. Yeah. Apparently That's a lot. But uh, <laughs> but I but Elijah was like I don't I don't. So do you it. put a good amount of work into that piece. How did I that really come did, together? Yeah. And what was like your experience like um, doing that? So I. You know, I pitched it to my editor, and at first she was like, why is this? This seems, like, sort of silly. Because she's not, she's just not in, really, on the converse, the sort of inner fashion conversation yeah. of the moment. And it's not exact. I mean, I know The New Yorker does covers everything far and wide, and, and you couldn't really pinpoint exactly what they do and don't do, but it felt... I don't know if like new territory. It was like a slightly yeah. surprising to see it. Yeah, yeah. Not surprising to see it, and then to see your name on it was like, oh, Nomi's on one. But there was also right. like, ooh, the New Yorker doing this was kind of interesting. Right. So yeah, it's not like an immediate necessarily an immediate. Like I sort of had to convince a little bit and sort of to explain what it was and why it signified something for the certain moment we're at, and um, and so, um, so that was the first part of it and then I went to LA just because not for that but I I was just no I guess before that I went to see them so when Dead and Co no not in Boulder in in the city in Queens I went to see at City Field yeah so I it was a Saturday I think or a Sunday and I went with my husband and my daughter and then because you guys are all deadheads no, we didn't go to the show. Oh. No, and, you know, yeah, my daughter's... Se- I don't know if it's like... <laughs> although there were kids there, I guess, but it's just a weird yeah. scene, as I'm sure you know. And so we just went, we drove to Queens, and then, yeah, and my daughter was like, what is this? You know, I got her, like, a little <laughs> bracelet, you know, sort of, like, yeah. little friendship bracelet yeah. in one of the stalls. Does she still wear it? Um, She has it. I don't think I think it fell off and then mm. she didn't uh but yeah and then my husband and daughter sort of wandered around and I spent like an hour with uh Alex and Lodge just okay. sort of observe like talking to them a little bit and observing yeah. the kids the who line. come uh who come up and uh they just had a sort of like the their bag like Big on the floor bag, yeah. yeah and just the things like yeah. on it it was very like low tech uh, lo-fi um but they were really nice and it was just interesting to see and it's such a weird scene i'd actually i'm not a deadhead i've never i'd never been to a dead show i mean it's interesting to me as a phenomenon but i've never really been into the music yeah uh i've listened to it a little bit but i've never like gotten into it yeah and i'm not really like the jam band type no i'm not and i'm also not really 
Yeah, I guess I'm not that really into... That was sort into... of a slur against the dead. I didn't mean to call oh. it a jam band. Yeah, but... well, but it's a thing, you know. I feel like I'll Will be... would be, like, this is like Will's lane, and, like, he would be upset if you heard me say that, so I just needed to back it up a little bit. But it's a particular thing. We can agree it's, like, a particular Definitely. type of thing. The and... cool thing about them, and I think you're... Um, Elijah or Alex say this in the pieces, just how experimental they actually were, and the fact that they didn't, like, yeah. have a record label, and that they were really yeah. a super indie DIY outfit, and, like... Friends of mine who are really into like arty punk music that I would never listen to like have huge respect for the dead as like an experimental. Yeah, band. yeah, and it's weird. It's not. It's like not an easy thing to listen to in a way. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's yeah. not an easy. Like arguably, it's much easier to listen to something like. Uh, I mean, things that get more respect. You know, sort of like in yeah. the indie. You know, just even like sort of like classic like. The Pixies or something. Things that are considered smarter. Yeah. I, I just mean from like days past, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Sure. But are easier to listen to. Yeah. It sort of demands less of the listener in yeah. some ways. It's more enjoyable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. It just takes time and like a kind of effort to get into it. Was your, wait, was the impetus a little bit for the online ceramics piece that, that there'd be a mayor component to it or no? Uh, I, mean, I guess it all comes together. Yeah, it, it all comes together. Not, no, I thought, I mean, obviously not. I mean, you know, Love Mayor and of course, yes, in some ways, but but no, I mean, I would have done it. Like, I thought yeah. it was interesting in and of itself. Yeah. And um, and Mayor, you know, as always, is just a cherry on top, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, but no, not really. I mean, it was, I just thought it was interesting and I thought they were cool and yeah. like, and that sort of bared out, bore out, bared out, when I met them and I was like, okay, these people are like really, they're actually really, they're the real deal. And they're just art kids, you know, they're art kids, but with like heart and yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, thoughts. And I, a friend of mine um, texted me recently. He, this is uh, my friend, Mike, who lives in Arizona now, but he, had just, I guess, read the piece, like sort of like was was reading it like just a couple of weeks ago. And he was like, I ordered a couple of uh, shirts because of the piece because he had uh -huh. known about yeah. them. And then and then he was like, I think uh, I wish I could find it. Maybe I can find his text because it was really. Oh, yeah. I have genuine feelings about online ceramics. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, what do you feel? And he said, it really captures the fear of, fuck, am I too high? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes. I said, haha, yes. They're nice, gentle dudes. And he said, I believe it, though they also make me nervous. Um, I bought two. Your ego is not your amigo, and happiness is an inside job. Uh, I bought the Amiga one off grailed and thought, man, I wonder how long before someone says, what does your shirt say followed by turnaround? And it was literally the first person I saw out of the house that day. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, he said, the sinister ass moon over the heart area, sweating laborers, it has an epic quality. <laughs> uh, but I, I just thought about the thing about like this sort of like dread that's like yeah. part of it. Which he he pinpointed, which I thought was really interesting yeah. because it's not just it's sort of it has these this good bad vibe like they have a lot of good vibes yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. but they also have this like well aesthetically it is has a sinister feeling yeah to it, and that plays into the messaging and it, the the twistedness of it all yeah and the like occult vibe of it all and mm -hmm. 
Um, did you hear from Elijah and Alex after the piece was published, and did it change um, their business in a dramatic way? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I doubt it. I mean, I have no idea. Yeah. I, they didn't say anything, but they were both. I heard from both of them. They were both very like happy and and you know sweet about it. And yeah. like, um, I was. I don't know about the business piece of it. <laughs> Do you have a next? Um, not that you would disclose if you did, but what's the next? Um, uh, um, underground brand movement on your radar. Oh, underground brand movement. Um, I don't know if it's an under. No, it's not an or, underground. I, I don't know if I have. You know what I really like lately is. Uh, I mean, I've, I'm sure a lot of people do it, obviously, but um, like just printing uh, stuff on cafe press shirts. <laughs> <laughs> like, you think just, a lot, I guess a lot of people do that. I mean, I don't, but I mean, I just printing your own shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like doing that. I did that recently. What is, with what did you print? I printed. There's this picture of Mike Kelly and Kim Gordon yeah. in the '90s, where there's I think they're in some music festival and they're yeah. leaning against the car. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like probably from like 90, it's a picture from like 93 maybe uh-huh. or something or like 94. And it's like a color, a color, like, uh, it's in color and I just, uh, printed it on a so white So you're t-shirt. designing your own street. This is the I'm beginning dis- of what you're saying is, is yes. that Nomi Fry, yes. the brand is underway. Yeah. I just did one for myself. So, so people can DM you and, and make orders. Yeah. And I did one, I actually did one a few months ago with River, with a, picture of river phoenix on mm, it that God. actually a lot of people were like i want this yeah. but i nothing came of it i didn't follow up sort of <laughs> um because it's not really i mean that would be weird oh i i will say that me and my husband have been planning to do this my husband ohad marami by the way he has a name uh um i've been planning to do this for a long time but maybe we'll finally do it um a t- cats of tel aviv calendar <laughs> because um the Tel Aviv has a lot of cats, uh-huh. like, like stray cats, street cats, street cats. Yeah, yeah uh, who are pretty well taken care of because a lot of people like. I don't know. I guess the, they seem fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they have a pr- an, a problem they look well with like. Fed. Yeah, they look pretty well fed. It's not like depressing. Or, it's, it's like slights. Istanbul or something or Athens. Yeah. It's like one of those cities where yeah. there's a lot of uh, cats. And they probably keep the mice and rats away. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it also has right. It has like some 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 good um, aspects. And but whenever we're in Israel, we usually go once a year to visit family, and we take a lot of pictures because we're, yeah. we're obsessed with cats. And uh, we've amassed like a lot of good, one. good, good. ones. Yeah. And so we've been planning for a while to do a Cats of Tel Aviv. So maybe uh, like calendar. 2020, or maybe you can get it ready for. No, 2019. maybe for 2019. Oh yeah, you have time actually. Yeah. I mean, I would think. Unless... Uh, so maybe this is the next vibe. Okay. That's um, your first vibe. That's my first vibe. We were going into 13 vibes now. You have to announce it. Oh, we're going into 13 vibes now. 13. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first vibe is the forthcoming, the possibly forthcoming <laughs> calendar by me and my husband, Ohan Muromi, uh, Cats of Tel Aviv. And I think um, and at least part of the proceeds will like donate to like uh i don't know doctors without board like save cats yeah maybe a cat thing? A, a cat thing uh also like a palestine thing possibly yeah. you know yeah. um but i mean this is all up in the air still but okay. we're working yeah. on it look yeah. out for that yeah um 
My f- vibe, oh, is the um, sexy Central Park duck, which we were maybe oh, going to yes. talk about, which is probably oh my God. feeling he is, a little tired. He's, uh, it's already a is little it a tired. Is a real thing? I mean, it's a thing. He's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Gorgeous duck. Showed up on Halloween, too. Really? Oh, yeah. you mean, oh, you mean he showed, I thought, like, someone dressed up as the duck. No, no I mean, he literally, amazing. that was someone amazing. Someone definitely though. did. Someone did. Like, really quick. Yeah, you could just, like, paint your face. Right. No, just gorgeous duck. Um, I don't know. So it's that's just nice when that happens. Yeah, that's a vibe. Yeah, I don't I really mean, want to say any more about it. No, it's, it's just a beautiful it's thing. It's a thing of beauty. Plague the internet. So let's just appreciate a thing of beauty. Yeah, it's a thing of beauty. Uh, another vibe. Let's see. Um, what is another vibe? I'm reading a good, uh, a very nice sort of sexy noir novel from New York Review of Books now. What's that it? a lot of people have read, I'm sure. Uh, it's called uh, In a Lonely Place. And by? By Dorothy B. Hughes. So it's by a woman. Written when? In like the 40s. Mm-hmm. So it's like L.A. in the 40s. Uh-huh. Narrated by a murderer Dude. who's also handsome. Do you read a lot of like noir? Are I do like, like noir. Ra- Raymond? I've read some Chandler books, but that's about it. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like noir. I, um, I like, I've read like some Jim Thompson books like the grifters yeah uh, is this one a woman. standout wait will you say the name of it one more time it's called in a lonely place and Does, it's the first book i've read by this by dorothy Hughes. i mean it's by a woman so i guess that's kind of a little unusual because it's a, it's a kind of very yeah kind of manly but it's narrated by a man and it reads very sort of i mean he's like a killer you know is it thrilling it's kind of thrilling is it a page turner it's a bit of a page turner yeah yeah, so that's a vibe, I guess, just like a random of the moment. Um, I think I'll pick up that book. I do a thing where once I, I won't do it right now because we're mm-hmm. um, recording a podcast, but <laughs> I often just, it's kind of bad, but I'll just go to Amazon and add a book right to my cart. Yeah. Right when someone tells it to sure. me. Sure. Oh, that's a good idea. But then I try to go, the bookstore Word is right around the corner from my apartment, so I'll open my Amazon cart and go uh, to Word and walk, but they have a very limited selection, but I'll yeah. walk around and see if anything in my cart is there first. Right. As Support a good, your local business. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of an annoying thing that yeah. I do. Uh, my next vibe is the brand Sci-Fi Fantasy. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it. In fact, That's what I was wearing. yes, you were wearing it. This is my favorite um, brand of the moment. It's run by Jerry Sue, who's like one of the greatest skateboarders of all time. So is that what it is? Because I've seen it. I'll tell you when I first encountered Sci-Fi Fantasy. Is It was about a year ago. Um, as maybe you know, Noah, I've had one of my bits has been like... Uh, accosting the Safdie brothers yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then They're I... right here filming Uncut Gems just like... Oh, really? Right here? Downtown? I, no, but like somewhere in oh, New York. Oh, yeah. It's happening. It's happening. With Adam Sandler, you could like show up. I know. Anyway. Anyway, basically it was all about like forcing them to follow, you know, the usual thing on yeah. Twitter. I loved Good Time. Um, so I was like really all up in, in you that. You just will force the follow. No I, shame in no getting shame. that follow. No. I appreciate that because you know yeah. a lot of people are thinking and trying the same thing, with, but you're just transparent about it. Right, right. And I just think I bring a lot to the table. So That's right. I think, I think yeah. people would be lucky. Yeah, to why would you back. not market yourself? Exactly. Just like. Yeah. Um, but then, so after this whole campaign, which was failed to, you know, to an extent, I went to a party where I knew, uh, uh, 
uh, J- Josh was invited to. And as I was heading towards the party, I started feeling real shame. <laughs> and I was saying to Ahad, I was like, oh, my God, now I literally have to face the music. This is so embarrassing <laughs> for a year. I've been like, you know, nagging them on Twitter. And he was like, you know what? Maybe you won't be there. Maybe it's fine. And then and it's like a garden apartment. It was like my friend's Audrey part. Audrey's party and as we were walking in I look like literally in the window is like Josh Safdie <laughs> and I was like oh shit now I have to anyway this whole story is just to say anyway it was really nice like Audrey introduced us he was like totally he was like it's fine yeah um and we talked for a long time and he told me like about uncut gems and stuff this was like a year ago wow what an uplifting I know it's an uplifting story, story. Yeah, yeah it was really nice um and he was wearing a sci-fi fantasy and shirt he was wearing a sci-fi fantasy um hoodie i believe really yeah wow up on his... or maybe it was a cap he was wearing some sort of item with That's sci-fi very fantasy cool. for a long time it was really hard to get and i think jerry was releasing small amounts or just giving them to like the cool people and he yeah. has sort of like he's like kind of tapped in he's like a photographer and knows all mm-hmm. the cool like people and mm-hmm. like like all the art skate crossover mm-hmm. people are very mm-hmm. much in jerry's world mm-hmm. but now the brand is getting some like actual distrib- right it's like at dover street and like they're maybe more frequent drops or slightly easier to get. So I've been I've been running it. But just really yeah. I back Jerry. And I think it's a really cool kind of weird brand that has that kind of mysterious Right. Like what is it exactly? Yeah, you don't really know. Right. Um Jerry's not like directly a part of it in any way. It's not really like a skate brand, but it's in skate shops. Is it mostly is it like caps and like, it's just like caps, and stuff? tees and hoodies. Yeah. I don't really think there's been anything else. Okay. And there's not really much to it, but like a logo like a print that says like text that's a sci-fi fantasy right. or something else. There's a right. few other things, but right. it's like very, right. But that's the thing, you know. Like any skater with a real career and a following, like has a brand now, which yeah. I think is cool because then you can like put some money into the pocket of the skaters you like. Right, like me. Yeah, for instance, like Nomi Fry and her, <laughs> it, be it a cat, cat calendar <laughs> or like a Kim Gordon Mike Kelly T-shirt. Yeah. But aspiring future skateboarder <laughs> Nomi Fry will you can put money into her pocket, um, various ways. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's a vibe. Yeah. Um, what else is a vibe? Let me think. Oh, should I plug Ahad's lamps? Oh yeah, those Sam are was cool. in the yeah. Sam was at the he had like a little opening at the Ducky Brown store where he was. So, Ahad, Sam what? says the lamps are sick. They're sick. Yeah, guys, you heard it here first. I mean, I don't know. Ohad can put that on his website. Like, the lamps are sick. The lamps are sick. Sam GQ, Sam Hine, GQ style. Sam Hine. Um, the lamps are sick. He has uh, one lamp um, that is, like, a little more expensive. I mean, it's expensive. It's, like, a fl- kind of a floor lamp, and it looks like a palm tree. And then he has the new lamps he just made are just, like, the sort of, uh, like, reading lamps and they have a name yeah they're called um the uh, moonflower lamps that's cool and the the bigger ones are called the sunset lamps and these are sort of an extension of his art yeah he's a a sculptor this is sort of it's so it's the same kind of like uh i guess i mean what would i call it I mean, it's 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 kind of. I mean, it's colorful. It's a little bit Memphis, I guess. Yeah. Like more more of the 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 design stuff rather than the art stuff. But yeah. you know, he is always thinking about. I don't know the legacy of modernism. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, so guys, it's a vibe. Go to. Um, oh fuck! Is it like Mur- oh, it's like Muromi Studio. Biz, I think 
is like his uh, the his uh, his design stuff. Moonflower lamps. Moonflower I'm lamps. Into, um, Only six hundred dollars, and they're made by hand. A real work of art. A real work of art that you can, art that you can actually by. own, read by. Um, the next vibe, my next vibe, maybe this will be the, well, um, maybe this will be the last vibe. Sure, Unless yeah. you need to go again. No, I'm good. Um, I plugged all of my family's projects. <laughs> you got the cat calendar. I got the cat calendar, the I got the lamps, and I got a noir novel that I'm right. randomly reading. So um, that's a vibe. Okay, the next vibe is this um, YouTube video of Stevie Nicks singing the song Wild Heart like at a photo shoot have you ever seen this video is it part of that documentary from like i don't think it's part of anything it's like on set at like a rolling stone shoot it seems oh. like it's in the 80s and she's sitting and she's like having her makeup done and no, so she's I like facing this one. woman whose back is to you the whole time and uh-huh. then she starts singing the song wild heart uh-huh. and someone's playing piano off screen uh-huh and the song there's a Stevie Nicks song, I believe, Wild Heart, which has nothing to do with the version she, she sings oh, okay. in, this, in this YouTube uh-huh, clip uh-huh, that I'm talking uh-huh. about. And it's um, very moving. It makes me cry almost every time I listen to I it. I love it. And I just saw that the video now has 2.2 million views. So maybe it's popular, but I don't know how popular this is. Yeah. And I've seen, um, you know, Stevie Nicks has like an amazing voice. I don't know yeah. if you know that or if you yes. agree with that statement. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Love but um, the, the, there's a lot going on in this video that's very strange. And the quality is kind of poor. And it's very mysterious. And I've seen people on the internet lately using the word pure. Have you seen that? No. People keep referring to things as being pure. It's, it's like a new thing? It's yeah, like saying like... I think of it like... as new. I think it is the word people are using when they're like saying that something is like real and authentic and yeah. not like a gesture or like an ironic move yeah. or not a meme. It's like the opposite of a meme. It's like pure. It's like a real thing right. that really happened. Oh, and that's it really is exactly... Okay. It is... It is exactly what it seems, and mm-hmm. it ha- like is associated with like sure. real genuine emotion, right. and is not like contrived. Yeah, I don't really know. Huh? I, interesting. I don't have good examples of it, but okay. this video I would say is pure. It's pure. Wow. And I think we can play it on the way out of this pod episode. Do you see 43. Lindsay in it? No, you don't see. No, there's mm. two other women, and they're sort of all singing, but it's really hard to tell because the quality of the sound is odd. But I think three women are singing, and the I don't oh. know who the other two are. Okay. I'm sure flea, I'm sure people know they're probably yeah. famous, but one of them is doing her makeup, and at huh. times they're kind of harmonizing, and then they're kind of laughing, and then Stevie's just like killing it. It's I love crazy. it. I love it. On um, yeah, I'll like listen to it on repeat all day. So that's a vibe. Yeah, this is episode forty-three of um, Corporate Lunch. Thanks for coming, Nomi Fry. This was a real pleasure. Um, love talking with you, Noah and Sam. Sam, thanks Shout for Samheim Sam Productions. Please um, go on to go, subscribe to our podcast. What else do they do, Sam? Write a review, tell a friend. The holiday issue of GQ Style is dropping. Wow. Yeah. Who's it's on crazy. the? You can't say who's on the cover. I'm not going to say anything about it because of um, various legal issues. But it's it's coming out immediately. Like probably the like by the time anyone is listening to this, it's going to be out. Very exciting. What? Sam says, buy the magazine on newsstands and then DM him a picture of the DM a picture of the magazine or your receipt. Uh, ideally, a selfie of you holding up the magazine with your, the receipt in your best fit <laughs> with a receipt and a bank statement <laughs> and your social security number to Sam Hine, and you'll get a sticker. I voted. Yeah. Wow. Vote. Sam says, vote by GQ style. Drink water, make money, eat right. DM Sam Hyatt.
Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.